This is JFM Podcast. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to date, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produce, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. At the time that Sumolad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Monday evening, 21st of uh, August 2023. Gilbert Joseph, good evening. How's your weekend? How's today? How's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. I had a beautiful weekend and today has been quite productive. So um, I'm really appreciative of that because... When we look back at certain stages that we've crossed, I mean, it's better to just give thanks rather than to contemplate on some of those um, paths one has crossed. If you say that the day was has been good for you, it's like what comes to my mind is like, ah, this guy's uh, made, made some, some money. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> He has made some money today. That's funny, really. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't even come close to that. However, I can adjust today as a really productive one. Okay. Really productive. Being a Monday, I think one of the successes I always um, like to take count or stock of is how well my Monday has gone, Ponsak. And I think today has really been a fruitful one. Let me tell you, I did a very foolish misadventure today. <laughs> a very foolish and. Uh, it just proves to me that I really need to keep tabs. You know, I need to be more... Okay, I have a public confession. If you've been trying to reach me two weeks, three weeks ago, I've been, I've not been uh, in the best, you know, shape of myself because I don't... Uh, at times, you know, I, I just leave my phone. I don't know where it is, you know. Uh, so it is uh, maybe after a while that I will just come and check, you know, if I have emails or I have uh, texts that I need to respond to. So, I was I, I I woke up this morning, you know, fully charged, spirit filled, heading for a meeting. I actually went there. When I went there, there was nobody there. <laughs> and then I pick up my phone, you know. I looked at the email. I said, I thought that you know these people said the meeting was today. There, lo and behold, it was. I even parked the car, <laughs> parked somewhere. I said, no, let me. It was. I just, I just, when I was in the Napab, you know, returning back to where I can find the guy, I just said, no, you need to be serious. You need to, 
you need to you need to i apologize to myself because i remember we got off the phone and you told me you were heading. yeah <laughs> okay yeah so that is one of the misadventures i had i just wasted you know money just like well it happens i console myself with the fact that you know it happens in life well, it's well, boss. It's well. It is. Well. It is. Um, today's Mr. Godfrey Matthews' birthday. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. happy birthday, <laughs> happy to, birthday him. to him. Happy birthday, <laughs> and all those who are celebrating. Uh, happy birthday to him. Well, uh, Gilbert, how was the weekend for you? The weekend was nice. Um, there's, uh, well, let me go personal. There's a material I was supposed to have laid my hands upon for a long time, but I think finally I made it. It was more like ha. Huh, You've arrived. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that was one of the biggest successes I recorded in the weekend. Aside the fact that I had some rest, mm. you know, and of course, um, I met somebody who works with a sister outfit. And funny enough, you wouldn't believe what the person told me. Mm. Um, as soon as we met, this individual was like, what stories are you following? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So people are beginning to make you know what I do here. Interesting. Well, uh, the weekend was very good, Gilbert. I had a very interesting conversation last, I think, on Friday or Saturday with a group of friends. Yeah. You know, I have. I'm blessed with awesome uh, group of friends. You know, and here's the conversation. We're talking about um, intergenerational. I mean, society basically. Uh, uh, let me let me bring the picture, and you you see the big picture. We're talking about society. Do you know that in in Nigeria, in Africa, we teach kids to obey instructions instead of for. I mean, you dare not question your an elder person, older person, even your parents. And then you know when you look at how we practice democracy here, even if we are. Like right now, we're in a poor situation, poverty-stricken. Uh, p- people, you know, don't have money to a- afford the basic things. But everybody's, you know, laid back. Is I think it's fundamentally because it's fun to, it, it comes from the aspect that right from the home, we are not taught how to respectfully challenge authority. Because when you do that, even in respect, they will say that you are rude, you are stubborn, you are what? And that is why if you hear two Africans speaking, they will say that Oimbo kids don't spoil. They will say, ah, And for me, I, 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 I really don't understand what that means. You know, I don't understand. Because I'm thinking in terms of indices. I'm thinking in, in terms of GDP per capita. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of HDI, Human Development Index. Yes. You know, you, you look at, you know, someone, then you say, okay, if those people are wayward and we will have high moral standard, why are we poor and why are they rich? I've, uh, there's, over the years, I think that one thing that I've been able to do is to declutter my mind from any uh, thing that will hold my reasoning, you know, captive. That, and basically, that's what Bomali said. You have to emancipate yourself from mental sil- uh, slavery. Is culture for the people or the people for culture? And is culture supposed to be static or supposed to be progressive? You know, we're having a conversation with, you know, someone I respect, you know, uh, Kola Dafe, you know, very popular guy. And we're looking at, Gilbert, it was just yesterday that I got to learn or understand that, 
people who are old who are above 50 they never learn algebra in secondary school what they learn was just you know arithmetic that will help them to do clerical work how to write how how to compute basic computing skills but i learned algebra even i think right from primary, primary school, school secondary school, school. Uh, yeah primary and secondary school but he told, i was very very surprised we're talking about you know the disconnect because our democracy has to start i think it has to start from the home it's not only the function of government because over the last you know two weeks three weeks i've seen real human suffering and you know i know what it means if someone comes to you and say that i never chop i just want food make a chop make a take seat front but the people you know the people seem okay and they're happy you have religious leaders that if you go to church what they're after is not nobody's after you know whether i'm saved or not my salvation is personal whether i'm a muslim or christian if i choose to go to alpha is my choice you know what i mean people will go to church and then the clerics will or monks the clerics will say that it is well no it is not well it is not well last week a friend of mine gave me a call that a mother or a grandmother had her grandson in the hospital they need eight hundred thousand, and they've been held back in the hospital no money to pay i just said look if we had health insurance i mean they have health insurance this thing could have done. nobody wouldn't have even heard of that situation so is I mean, we should change the kind of information we give to human beings in our society. And we should look at, you know, us critically because the black man is very arrogant when it comes to his moral. But yet we are the most corrupt and they were the most religious. And I accuse Caucasians that, look, they don't have morals, but yet they are progressing. They are advanced. They are more than us. I always say that Oibo man passed me because now only Oibo man do toilet for inside house, you know, they smell. But also now for ad for bush with a good one. So he passed me, and I'm saying this thing not from you know uh, it's from the point of pain because pain, yeah. anytime I sit back, maybe researching or thinking through society, I look at society. First, I know that I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I know that Jesus Christ absolutely loves me. But does Jesus Christ want to see me in poverty? No, no, because poverty is a human construct. It wasn't. It, it isn't in the original design of this world, even in Islam or in Christianity. Muslim majority countries look at UAE, look at you know Saudi Arabia. What is their HDI? What is their GDP per capita? So nobody would tell me should tell me that uh, these people, you know, they are, we always hail ourselves that we have morals. They will say no, the West is corrupting us. We will have more. Them, they are more advanced than us. They have now if they want to finish everybody in Nigeria or in Africa, it's just maybe if uh, Biden will just maybe wakes up wrong side of the bed and well, these are some you know reflections that I had over the weekend. It's, it's very painful, you know. Even they are still killing people as if we are still living in Hunter Gadra. People will just come in the night. Some other people are sleeping, and then we just shoot, shoot them as if you know is where. We're uncivilized. We're, li we're still living in a ban, you know, ban of uh, Homo sapiens still, you know, roaming, foraging the earth. I think that we should do things differently. We should behave as if we're civilized. And for government, doing the same thing, expecting different results. How much did Buhari give in social investment program? Over one trillion naira. It took hundred million people back into poverty, and the president is now uh, saying that no, they are giving uh, five billion to each state. Five trucks of rice to each state. Where is that social register? In Plateau State, has anybody, you know, seen the social register and 
if I mean I was listening to radio, different you know radio shows this this morning in, in uh, and people don't even trust the social register of the government. The only way, the only way the government will share this thing is using their individual political party because that is the motus operandi. If they give fertilizer, if it's APC, if uh, the party in power is APC, PDP members will never see that fertilizer because they are going to give the uh, state chairman. The state chairman will call local government chairman, give them. Local government chairman will call world local uh, uh, chairman, give him. Just to our members. And then they are still repeating the same thing. And we say we want to... I think that we've got to use our heads. We've got to think. We've got to, you know, think. Very important thinking. Yeah. Um, as a people, what's our size and what's our population? You know, and how are we thinking differently in order to accommodate our boundaries? And as you were speaking, I think the summary of everything just reminded me of this... Um, body of work by Saul Singer and Dang Senior, those two guys who wrote the Startup Nation. Yeah, very know, small, powerful book. Absolutely. Um, the story of how, you know, the nation of Israel, you can 1948. Always, uh, thank how you. many years? Thank you. So these guys think, and fortunately or unfortunately, the size of their thinking isn't even just within the border of their population or landmass. It's about the things that threaten their existence and how to deal with those things. And then you see the innovation, human thinking, you know, they become more like a house hop for the world where ideas develop and you can export them easily. But we have the numbers, you know, the only thing we do is to oppress and oppress ourselves. And I think I mean, it's, it's gotten to a point where we're, we're all tired of lamenting. And the no, only not way tired. forward. You but we're not yet tired. All right. No. All right. Um, until the status quo is being changed, we're not yet tired. And if you look at our society, we reinforce the same mundane, nonsensical ideas that has hold back our progress. Same ideas. Every time, same ideas. People will say, ah, this is, uh, and that's why I mean, if there's, the, a white man once told me that anywhere you see two intelligent Africans, they're always discussing politics and government. But if you give them the opportunity, they will mess the whole thing. That's true. That's <laughs> really true. And it's, it's, it's the sad tale of our lives as a people. Regardless of how well you excel you know, in the field of endeavor, it's always the same. You see people, you hear. I was thinking, you know, one of these days, um, some two anchors on a national TV, by the way, on, was it Friday or Thursday, had a deep, heated argument mm. within themselves. And one called the other something that was absolutely, you know, many people are judged to be unprofessional. Mm. And then in the end, I was like, see the way this guy appears to hold brief for people who can't speak for themselves. But when he gets into the corridors of power, I would always, if you ask me before he even gets there, I would doubt that he would deliver close to you know, a little fraction of the expectation that people have built. So it's like that with, with us Nigerians. And fortunately, or unfortunately, again, nobody listening to us should assume that perhaps, or by chance we get to a higher position, we do things differently. And it's the culture of the Nigerian. Quite sad, quite, I, I really don't get to where the changes will stem from. But we need something to be done differently, like you have said. Yeah, and well, I think that's why, in my view... From family. From oh, family. Oh, oh, good. You said you, that. Yeah, you said that family. earlier on. Yeah, on. are you telling Perhaps, your, if you are telling that's your the kids, hypothesis that I wouldn't take. If you are a father, my, yeah, if you are a father, you are telling your child that if I tell you don't do this, and then you say you dare not question me, who are you? It's only God that you don't question. 
the child should respectfully question you. Why are you telling me not to do this? It, it calls the question again the place of experience. They will tell you that what the old man see or what the elderly There's see. There's nothing up there uh-huh. for you to for all anybody right, to all see. Right, all right. There's nothing up there for anybody. And I'm not saying disrespect your elders. But I'm saying that human beings can cooperate when they have shared values. Not anchored on age, you know. Uh, is shared values. That is what should bring human beings together. What is our national ethos? I don't We're know. We're talking about shared values. I don't know. Well, uh, what do you think about the tweets uh, by Erufa? Or the ex, will I say? <laughs> is it, do they still call it tweets yes, or ex? ex? You know, what they normally do is in parenthesis, it's formerly known as Twitter. Just the, but I'm sure with time, mm. uh, ex would be a familiar word for everybody out there. Um, Erufa has become more like a Rastafari. <laughs> According to Sheo Sani. And he made him a reggae man, you know, and the people, the people he mentioned, particularly the NSA and of course his successor. um, I mean, I just couldn't get my head around even the mention of his successor. Well, Erufa has bigger problems (laughs) because the cabals right now in in the Anso Villa, Mm -hmm. people are saying it's Femi Bajabia (laughs) Mila and the NSA and they are the ones who stopped him. You know, because look at what he, his boastful statement. He mm-hmm. said, "I am Angola Kaduna. We tried it in Kaduna. You worked. The Muslim, Muslim. Mm. You know, and people have you ambitions. Worked. And funny people enough, have ambitions. funny enough, he wasn't saying that because he loves Islam or the religion of Islam. He's saying that you know, as a tool, as a way of using religion for his end. And it's quite sad how people come up with these things every time. And the same exact he people didn't. who listen to them not even get. Yeah, well, he was not informed that when Femi was saying that, let's give the Northwest the National Assembly, Jibrin Baro, the Deputy Senate President, and then the Speaker of the House of Representatives uh, from the uh, ministers, uh, good position, they gave them in the Northwest. And then Erufa is thinking that maybe he's going to contest in the future. No! Femi has already <laughs> power past power. They are level to this game. You know, if you want to play politics, they are level to this game. There's how people, you know, sit down, look at society and say, okay, this is how we're going to, you know, uh, <laughs> play the game in society. Politics is a beautiful chess match. Uh, Femi just look at, uh, looked at uh, Ribadu. Ribadu contested under ACN in 2011. True, true. And despite the fact that Ribadu left ACN, came mm-hmm. back to PDP, mm-hmm. Ashiwaju had nothing against him. He gave him NSA. Let's play this inside. Nyerson Wiki has resumed as uh, FCT minister. Take a listen to what he said. When we come back, we have the... He's a legal luminary. I mean, uh, because anytime Barrister the men say, Madak is here, I just understand. He just schools me to understand, you know, all the legal, you know, wrangling. When we come back, the show will continue. Stay here. <laughs> Now is the time that we must show that we really mean that federal capital territory Abuja should be one of the cities that competed with other cities of the world. We cannot do it alone. We need the support of everybody, particularly the media. The media sometimes can distort the information. The media sometimes can support you. And so the first point we are doing today is to let the media know. This is what we want to do in a short time. This is what we want to do medium and long uh, time. We cannot do everything within this short period. In terms of physical infrastructure, there is that will be medium and long uh, time. 
But I think I expected within the short time that we must do. I order. What is the public complaining? What are you talking about in the city? Security has gone down. This is supposed to be one of the safest places. This is the world of the place where people say, look, I'm going on holiday. Let me go to FCT. Is it what it is today? So first of all, the issue of security must be tackled. We are ready to provide the necessary logistics to all the security agencies to do their work. This is my, my first time of having meetings with security agencies. I've done that when I was governor of the state. So I know I'm not going to be told. The rest will be when I discuss, when I want to have security council uh, meeting. Then I will, the minister will tell them, these are things we know. These are things we are doing. Because we know the problems. We cannot go and go and identify the criminals. It's their duty. Our own duty is to provide them the necessary tools. And when I provide the necessary tools, I don't want any excuses. I don't want to hear, oh, this happened and that didn't happen. Because you have requested for the tools you want to use to work. And it has been uh, provided. So what we want is results. And that must be done. If you don't safeguard this place, then we're in problem. Look at people stealing manholes and this and that. Who are responsible? Who are the security people? So something must be done to curtail this. So the issue of security is German. For us, I'm president has told me whatever it is required, we must make sure Abuja is uh, safe. Well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 here, FM here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Panam. And I am Gilbert Joseph. We have the erudite public intellectual, Barrister Mense Madaki, is here with us. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Good evening, Ponsak. Good evening, uh, Gilbert. And thank you, Platu. Thank you for having me. First, I must congratulate you on your well-deserved appointment as the senior legislative aide to the uh, my Senate Minority Leader, Senator Dr. Simon Muadkon-Fuet. Uh, congratulations. It. Thank you so much. I, and I learned that it's something that, you know, you didn't go out to lobby for. I mean, it was just, you know, your passion and your uh, writing ability. Basically, your intellectual argument, you know, that earned you that position. So uh, when I heard that, I said... If married is still, I mean, a golden fish cannot hide. Mm. And that is why one has to always be diligent in whatever one's find himself to do. Congratulations once again. Many thanks, um, Pansak. Well, uh, let's, uh, I mean, what's going on uh, in the governorship uh, tribunal? On Friday, uh, or was it on Thursday or Friday, big television, I mean, was brought uh, to the courtroom. And then uh, the video was played. Honorable Beatrice Kaze, who contested the chairmanship of the PDP with uh, Honorable Chris Hassan. Kaze was seen congratulating Chris Hassan and describing the victory as well-deserved. And he was basically saying that he was satisfied, you know, and the party followed constitution. 
But out of court, you know, APC supporters are saying that, no, 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 no. Sauron Kiris, I don't know how to interpret or translate it in English. That's what the APC supporters are saying. But what is the heart of the matter right now? What has happened so far or what what's going on? Um, first and foremost, I would like to say the governorship election petition tribunal in Plateau State is ongoing. The cases are still alive. And uh, the matter as it is is subjudice in the sense that uh, there are no matters open for public discussions. Yeah. But for the purposes of enlightenment, without going into the merits of the matter. Yeah, right. that's right. Just to sensitize people. Mm. You know, election petitions by their nature are sui generis. That is, they are in a class of their own. And if you are not even diligent as a lawyer, you may be caught up by statutory limitations and all of that. You see, uh, the gross or the crux, the substratum of the petition itself is the fact that PDP was not in the right footing to sponsor a candidate for the 2023 general election. Mm -hmm. And so the cases have gone on. And of course, they have brought in witnesses, established their case. And of course, it was the turn for the respondents to prove their case. And of course, once there's an allegation against you, you will take every frantic effort to ensure that you dispel all allegations and also put yourself on the right footing to say that indeed all these allegations are false and it is not left for the tribunal to come to a conclusion. And that is why PDP in her defense decided to say, okay, fine. You are saying we do not have um, structure. You are saying we are in disobedience of a court order. You are saying we were not actually having the right footing to sponsor any candidate because uh, there is this lack of structure. Mm -hmm. PDP, in her wisdom, decided to say, okay, fine. We have a structure. How did you come about the structure? Mm -hmm. Brought a video clip. We held our congresses on the 25th September 2021. These are the people that contested. This same person who was actually the plaintiff in uh, PLD J304 2020, that is Beatrice and others against PDP and others, mm. Plateau State Chapter, which of course it was postponed to justice SP Gang's decision. They said, okay, look, despite the fact that this is an internal affair within the PDP, go back and conduct congresses. In compliance with the court order, PDP went back and decided on her own to conduct repeat congresses at Langfield yeah. here in Plateau State mm -hmm. on the 25th September 2021. And it was postponed to that that Beatrice Kazi himself, who was the person that ignited the suits that Justice S.P. Gan gave an order, still recontested the election. Not only uh, Beatrice Kazi, other persons also contested for various elective uh, positions. Emmanuel Macham contested for state publicity secretary. He didn't get. Uh, Beatrice Kaze contested alongside other people contested against Chris Hassan Kam. It was after the repeat congresses of 25th September 2021 that PDP now, it was that day that it marked the beginning of a new dawn for PDP in Plateau State. That brought about the new structure that is in existence up to date. But then, the APC and all other parties who are having cases against PDP are now saying, no, you did not conduct the repeat congresses in line with the party constitution. But PDP is saying, 
this is our house. It is a case of, for instance, a, a, a husband and a wife fighting in their house. Mm-hmm. And then a neighbor goes to court and asks the court, my Lord, uh, dissolve this marriage because these people are not living in peace. It is an internal or intraparty activity, intraparty dispute and intraparty wrangling, which PDP in Hawism decided to comply. And that nails the fact that PDP is in disobedience of any court order. And that went on to the cases of Augustine Tinkook, which started at the Federal High Court, went up to the Court of Appeal. Particularly the case of Augustine Tinkook, where Tim Cook himself participated in the Langtan North North State constituency uh, primary election. When the matter went to court, the court of uh, the Federal High Court, Justice Aguishina Wisdom, decided to address the issue, hook, line, and sinker, by saying that, yes, I agree with the first and second respondent uh, defendant in that matter that indeed PDP uh, uh, conducted or complied with the judgment of Justice S.P. Gang. That was why Augustine Tinkook himself went ahead to participate in the Langtang North North State constituency election. Now, the reason why we are bringing this analogy is to clear the air. These cases are still on, and every party has a right to defend himself. Correct. PDP decided in her wisdom that this is the best way we want to defend ourselves. That was why PDP decided to go with a video clip where Beatrice Kaze was cited to be congratulating Chris Hassan and telling him, indeed, I and my people, in respect of this, we are going to give full support to the new administration. And that brought about the existence of a structure in Plateau State in respect of PDP. So, any allegation in respect of the structure of PDP, to me and to my understanding of the law and understanding of the party activities and affairs, of course, will go to the root of the matter in saying that indeed PDP has, has complied. And I look at it. It is actually very fundamental to understand that INEC, who is the first respondent in that matter, has a statutory responsibility to monitor finances, party congresses, party primaries. And INEC, in her wisdom, is now saying, look, we monitor the repeat congresses of PDP. And after monitoring the repeat congresses of PDP, we actually prepared a comprehensive report of the PDP repeated congress. Why they call it repeated was because there was initially hitherto um, a congress which was nullified. And after that congress, PDP then decided, okay, fine. Since court is saying, go back and conduct another Congress, we are going to do this Congress again. Yeah, but uh, is it worrisome uh, that uh, INEC did not present any weaknesses, you know, in this matter? Well, uh, if you are in court, <clears throat> by the evidential proof and the legal proof, you are asking for reliefs before the court. The principle of the law is has always been you must succeed on the strength of your case and not on the weakness of the defense. Assuming but not considering that PDP did not even feel or INEC did not even feel any uh, weakness at all, APC is still obliged or is still obligated under law to prove her case to be entitled to any relief. Where APC refuses or fails to satisfy the legal requirement to be entitled to any judgment, the failure of any of the respondents to field any witness will not serve as a, as a deficiency to the respondent. Why? Because, in fact, the law does not even require them to bring any witness. 
Okay. Um, is it true that the video clip played in court on the day had been used before in, in the hearing of the same matter in some other court? I don't know if you're aware of anything like that. And what is the you know, position of Kaze? Because some of the questions being raised are that the man is alive, he's not dead. So is it better to have the man, you know, or to have a video clip of some of the things that he had said he had to? Okay, the law is, you cannot, uh, Kaze might be brought in, and then he may decide on his own to say something different. But then there is something which is, which is very permanent now before the eyes of the people, and somebody can look at it and say, this is exactly what this man said on that day. And so, you cannot use oral evidence to vary documentary evidence. The video clip is a documentary evidence. The, repeat, the report of the repeated Congress is a documentary evidence. So you cannot bring somebody to come and vary what is contained in those documents because they have been imprinted on permanent form. And being in permanent form in their very nature, nobody can actually say anything against it. Yes, Kaze is alive. Kaze is still living. But it is not mandatory to bring Kaze this time around to come and testify. Why? Because he had already said something that is in a permanent form. And then that thing can be used to establish any points in respect of what Kaze would have come to court and say. What are some of the precedents that have been set on the issue of PDP's internal wranglings? Uh, I'm aware you've mentioned Augustine Tim Cook, one, you know, um, he had attempted to fault the fact that the PDP has a legal structure. Aside from that, is there any other precedent? Well, we have legions of authorities even outside Plateau State, where, where you have Olusen Go and uh, I think Abayomi or so. I think a case that happened somewhere in Ekiti State, and we have the case of Al Hassan over Taraba State. They had similar issues, almost the same issue with Plateau State. The Supreme Court has decided this issue. I do not know why somebody will still come back and say this is this is my case before the court. The only instance where the tribunal will have jurisdiction over an um, a matter that happened before the conduct of the election is where. A candidate lies or, tell, or, or when he was filling his form EC9, that is particulars of uh, personal particulars of a candidate. It's an affidavit. Commissioner of Oath is there. It is where a candidate lies in that form that that issue becomes both a pre-election matter and a post-election matter. And the course of, in fact, from the beginning of this year up to this time, all the law reports are littered with authorities in respect of pre-election matter, internal affairs of a party that are not justiciable. Because if you are saying if the courts will take over the, the, the manning and also the activities, the control of activities of political parties, I am telling you there will not be an end to the, the mode and manner in which courts will continue to interfere. The court have always said we cannot interfere in internal affairs into the internal affairs of a political party. Why? Because the political party is a free um, is a free association that you have the right to join and you have the right to dissociate yourself from the political party. So for courts now to begin to interfere into those affairs, courts have now come up with uh, a very sound footing of wisdom to say that, look, internal affairs of party, we do not have any say about it. Parties should go and sort themselves. And indeed, any issue, there are authorities that have come to say, any issue that happened prior to the conduct of the election, they cannot see themselves at the tribunal. Why? Because you should remember, the tribunal is not a court. 
the tribunal is just something that has uh just like we have other tribunals they are not conventional courts that we have child of say. necessity exactly something has happened there is a mandate to conduct election tribunals are set up to look into irregularities issues of non-compliance irrespect of the conduct of the election it is after the decision of the tribunals because the tribunal no matter how highly placed the tribunal is cannot take the place of a court and the tribunal cannot review court judgments that is how the tribunals are and so what we have is a tribunal that has a particular mandate what is the mandate an election has been conducted this election whether there were irregularities there were no irregularities go into those those into issues and address them accordingly but this time around, here you are faced with a situation whereby, and that is a situation whereby these are issues that happen before the constitution of the tribunals. And you are asking the tribunal to delve into it. It is outside the precincts and the four walls of the mandate according to the tribunal. So the tribunal is limited to look at issues that happen during the conduct of the election. And the only issue that can come to the tribunal that happened prior to the conduct of the election is when the candidate himself lies in his form EC9. Aside that, nothing is the door is closed. And so, as over stretching the tribunal to begin to go to issues that happened to the, before the conduct of the election, it therefore means you are overburdening the tribunal and asking it to do which, uh, that which is not within its uh, constitutional requirements and powers. There have been these reports about, you know, people telling differently, giving different accounts of the things that actually transpired in court, mm. you know, and, you know, the opinion is these things are wrong. If you were part or you were at the tribunal, you should be able to say exactly as things transpired rather than, you know, inject some of your interest into them and all of this. Is there any way that the courts can handle this? You know, by perhaps calling to order some of the parties involved to... I, I just don't get, really, if there's anything to that effect. Well, uh, it is quite lugubrious and quite sardonic, if I may say, if you allow me to use that word, yeah. to um, begin to look at these issues the way they are. The, the tribunal has a particular mandate, which, of course, I've earlier mentioned. And, of course, this sensational reportage is everywhere. And uh, people tend to get away with it because they report based on their sentiments and based on their emotions and based on how they want to carry along um, their fans and supporters. And uh, But if you look at it holistically, you discover that some of these reporters have engulfed themselves in Jankara practice that they begin to report that which is not even transpiring in the court. I was quite surprised when I came out and then people were confronting me from the tribunal that this is what happened. I said, look, this is not what happened. We were all there. We saw what happened. PDP just brought a witness. The national vice chairman, not central of PDP, who came and testified. And in the process of, in the course of his testimony, even before his, um, he started giving his testimony, the video clip was played. That's Theophilus Dakashan? Yes, Theophilus Dakashan. So, Honorable Theophilus Dakashan came and gave a consistent account of what transpired in respect of the administration, in respect of the compliance of PDP. It is not left for the tribunal to now look at the evidence, put them on the scale of justice, and see which one outweighs the other. And the petitioners have a Herculean task because they are seeking for declaratory reliefs. They must succeed on the strength of their cases. And that is why even the second respondent, Caleb Mutfuan, brought in witnesses, just for nuisance value, 
Just to say, okay, fine, election took place in Naragutabi, took place in Just North, took place in other places. And of course, he was able to, to in fact, it was not even incumbent on him to bring any witness. But of course, you know, the way people behave and all of that. But all that we know, these cases are ongoing. Whatever you see on social media cannot translate to the judgment of the court. At the end of the day, the tribunal will find a way of coming up with a judgment that will serve as a precedent for other successive judgments or cases in respect of this matter. And like I've always said, no matter what a sensational uh, media man will write in respect of what transpired, it cannot translate to what it, that does not mean. That, that does not in any way translate to the fact that that is the judgment of the court because he is telling you this is what I observed. And Two people cannot report the same thing even when they are looking at the same object. Because everybody will report based on the side is seeing that same object. And that is why, you know, people have been engaged in all manner of uh, 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 unprofessional uh, reportage. Yeah. <coughs> Trying to mislead uh, people, basically. Well, thank you very much, uh, Barrister Mense Maraki. Very uh, lucid and... Uh, <coughs> comprehensive analysis there you can join the conversation we'd love to hear from you zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio before you call or you turn it off completely or drop your comments on facebook at jfm live and on twitter you can tweet at us at jfm joss let's take the first call hello and good evening Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Please tell us your name and join the conversation, sir. Yeah, thank you much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from PC and C Junction. Well, listening, Sadiq. Thanks for calling. Yes, I am actually, I will commend your guest for clearing the air about the issue of this court that is happening on PDP. You see, when we look at... Uh, issue pertaining this issue of court as your guests have already clarified that those uh, rumors that is flying on the social media some people do not know the, the main facts you just see that you just go and have a sitting on the court before you know you hear speculation this one will be saying uh, they will let the uh, governor will be saying this, this one will be saying that which is not supposed to be so let's have a clear thought about what is happening because it's not time for politicking. It's time for governors, as Caleb Mufan has always said. I'm calling on APC. They should look at the issues that have already happened. This uh, election was conducted by uh, uh, the governors of APC. So I think if there is any problem pertaining to the election, it should be a part of APC. So they should just uh, put down their uh, arms and come and join the uh, winning team so that we will have a good, uh, pro, uh, let's say, a good project in Plateau State. But oh, if we say that we will divert the governor's attention on the issue of court, I don't, I don't think that we will get it right. But we are calling on the governor that he should not be, uh, let's say, considered on the issue of the, the court. He should, to the extent that he should shift the court post of the governor to the issue of the court. Let him consider the, the, the promises that he makes for the people and he should make sure that they have achieved it. Because no matter how good it is, we know that uh, 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 court must be. 
but let's wait for the uh, uh, tribunals so that they will bring out their final say on this matter. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your uh, comments. Hello, hello, uh, hello. Good evening. Hello, good hello. evening, Santa. Yeah, well, you need to turn down the volume of your radio. Yeah, tell us your name yes. and uh, join the conversation, please. Yes, yes, this is Comrade Marambulus Mandi calling you from Defo in Bokos. Well, listen. Once well, I want to tell you something. No, no, APC on the plateau, they are just small, I don't know. They are still shocked, in fact. They, they, all that they have been doing, you know, remember during their campaigns, they would be going to Nook and Kings or Plato, they're telling people that, no, APC, no, Plato is, is APC, and APC is Plato. So, no, they have seen it, no, at the poll. So, somebody like me, let me tell you something. After the tribunal judgment, they appeal, they like they should appeal. Let me tell you something. The judges here on the plateau, they are aware. They know what they are doing. Yeah, these these judges they they are they are well trained in fact. They, they they nobody will just know know brainwash or tell them know what to do. At the end of the day, I'm telling you, it will shock many of them. And after the tribunal, I'm telling you, APC will die naturally on the plateau. They are not even ashamed of themselves to come out to be criticizing the government of you know, of Mutwang. Just you know. It's not up to three months, but look at just look at them. Listen to them in other, you know, your system radio station and see what these people are saying. You know, see, let me tell you something. It, we people are told people, in fact, to some extent, after this, you know, in our tribunals, if Caleb Manesi Mufan did not prop this APC government, some extent, some of us, you no, know, I'm telling you, in fact, I don't think if we are going to forgive him because APC has destroyed Plato. Just like I told you, just look at the Poverty index of Plato said Ponsat. Plato said is ranked fifth or fourth, if I'm not mistakenly, among the what? No, poor, poor, no, no, yes, no, in, in Nigeria. And that's not the situation, no, that Plato said we are before. So what are we talking about? If FCC will come out, they have the audacity, no, to be coming, no, to distract, no, they want to distract, no, Caleb Mufan. I'm telling you, but they will not succeed. Because majority of plateau people are solidly behind Governor Caleb Manasi Mufal. You know, be detached. They are just you know, no syndicate. They are just people that now, they know, in fact, they will, even if you know, they, they come out, nobody, they, they were mobilizing people to, you know, to protest, you no, know, against, you no, know, Mufal, you know, when they, if you took that decision, you no, know, of not suspending the, the chairman. In fact, some of us, you know, yeah, we were looking at them. So you just try and see. Thank you, thank you. Any condition here. We're not going to allow you. Thank you, thank you. You not be detached. Have a nice time. Good evening. Well, this is what. Thank you, thank you. Hello. Hello, good evening, Francis. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I'm radio mama. I don't know. Calling from Rancia. We're listening. Um, I feel that uh, while we're having all these meeting of the politics, uh, the National Assembly or the East National Assembly, they should do and amend whatever is amended. Whether it's the electoral act or whether it's the constitution, so that cases will be disposed of before anybody is being sworn in. That is what is causing all the problems we're having now. That's my take this evening. So we can move forward. Let it look idea. Call mm. Let's not be over Nigeria. Okay, Dilma. Thank you, thank you. Well, after this, Gilbert will take us through uh, Facebook. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Uh, this is Shia Adun from Rahokanang. Thank you, Shia Adun. We're I, listening. I have a question uh, for the barrister. Please go ahead. 
I learned that uh, the same uh, uh, TV show that was done in the Tribuna was equally done with Aga. Please, I want to know whether it is really true. Secondly, uh, they were, they are, most of the APC guys are saying uh, the case of uh, Augustine Timbuk, uh, the court said it has no jurisdiction. Is that true? And indeed, the way, what we are hearing is not quite pleasing. As if the next time the court will give its ruling, then they will say, APC, you are now in government. So I wanted to make it very clear to us and make it, uh, let us Thank really you. understand what, what really uh, took place during that uh, Great question. Uh, Great question. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well, Gilbert. Yeah. On Facebook, bottom top this time around, Ambassador Joachim Joseph Doom says once again, Congratulations to Barrister Simon Bakola Long on his swearing in as Minister for Labor and Employment. I wish him the best. Julius Moses Talk says, I want to thank the guests for clarifying us on the tribunal matters. We have been hearing a different thing from wicked APC supporters. Nen Dumbam says, Those assuring their supporters of victory in the tribunal will only add more chaos and unrest if the election tribunal verdict does not go their way because you can't have two people in a single position. Thank God that they can appeal, but they should expect the worst. And... um, by doing that, they can control their emotions. Aminu Abdullah Shaibu says, I wish the minister's best of luck about the issue of Plateau APC is loading to take over. Nyam Johanna says, Please, Ponsak, ask the guest if he has gone through... Okay, all right, all right. Francis Ibrahim Alkali says, I pray they will, ground, they will hit the ground running because Nigerians are locking up for them. Wish them all the best on board. Chooks Ditoni says, PDP all the way. The green cap governor till 2031. Your mandate is divine, sir. To the newly inaugurated ministers, never you celebrate yet because the Supreme Court has the final say concerning the outcome of the February 25th presidential election. Sunday Moses Avi says, Yes, Omwike is the most selfish leader we have in Nigeria. Someone like him should not have come close to anything that has to do with leadership again. Comrade Yusuf Bitri says, For me, it's the tribunal judges that will meet my expectation if at all they uphold justice. I don't care about their so-called ministerial appointment. It's not even tentative. Moses Daniel says, Most of the ministers are the repetition of the Buhari administration. I expect most of the ministers okay, should have been new faces. This shows that leadership is rotating among themselves. Albert Dagza says, the judiciary is truly on trial. The eyes of the masses is fixed on it for liberation or restoration from bondage. The just sworn in ministers need to go beyond being political, okay, politicians to being technocrats in their capacities. Moses Jeremiah says to me the tribunal on the plateau should close the petition against the governor because there is no case. They are trying their best to distract him from serving the people of plateau. Felkuka Gowan says the tribunal is giving me joy as I'm following. All parties are happy. It clearly shows that Plato belongs to all of us. I pray the outcome will make us happy, being you at the side of losing or winning. Can these ministers meet our expectations in Nigeria? Say Allah. Comrade Dawus Longa says, should the ministers meet our expectation? Time shall tell. It's too early to say something for now. Remember, it's their time to chop, so they may be there to chop. But we pray that God arrests them 
at the point of chopping what belongs to the people. Clems Dambi says, those people assuring their supporters that Sauron Chris will be causing more harm than good. Let's embrace ourselves. We are one plateau. Ayodele Agbabiaka says, I can say what these ministers have in their minds. It's left for those ministers to prove to Nigerians what they can improve in this high standard of living we are in. I don't trust them. Hashtag I love JFM. Well, Barrister Mensah, please go ahead and uh, give your response. Very interesting comment, isn't it? Well, quite interesting. And um, the the person from, um, I don't know, somebody, Dung, who was asking questions, pertinent questions, of course, as to the various judgments we are making allusions to, especially the Augustine Pinkus judgment that the court declined jurisdiction. And, of course, I want to remind him that, yes, there are four modes of institution and action in Nigeria especially in respect of civil matters. One, you institute it by originating summons, by writ of summons, by petition, and also by writ of summons. So these are the four modes, or originating motion rather. These are the four modes to institute an action. Now, in the case of Augustine Tunkuk, almost always, there are litany of Supreme Court authorities that say, if you decline jurisdiction, you must also proceed to hear the matter on the merits. That is to say, Augustine Tunkuk in that judgment asks the Federal High Court not to recognize any candidate of the PDP, whether State Assembly, House of Representatives, Senatorial, and Governatorial. All these candidates, Augustine Tunkuk in that suit said, Federal High Court don't recognize any of these candidates. And Federal High Court in his wisdom said, okay, look, despite the fact that this suit was started bad, that it was filed out of time, as speculated as, uh, as specified by the law, but then the court went ahead to determine the suits on the merits by saying that, look, I agree with counsel to the second respondent that PDP complied with the judgment against it on the 25th September 2021. That same finding on the merit was appealed against. It went to court of appeal and court of appeal affirmed the decision of the federal high court. Now, what gives what uh, that leaves you with is the fact that that remains the judgment of the court. And there is a principle of law that says a judgment of a court, no matter how wrong, no matter how stupid, no matter how useless it is, it remains the judgment of the court until it is set aside on appeal. And as far as Augustine Tungook's judgment is concerned, there is no further appeal to the Supreme Court. And what we have today is a decision of the Federal High Court as affirmed by the Court of Appeal which says that PDP complied because that same finding was appealed against and the court pronounced on it and said we have affirmed the decision of the Federal High Court and of course Augustine Tunkuk was given fair hearing when the Federal High Court dismissed his suit Okay. and then that went on and of course nobody can come to say that that judgment is not valid or that judgment is important <laughs> okay. and of course it leaves us with the signification or the fact that cases are precedents for what they have decided for the fact that the case of Aga went the way it is does not mean that this particular case, will, this particular cases we have, will go the way they are, or the way Aga's case went. Because why the court arrived at the decision in Aga's case was because of the fact that there was no singular evidence to show that this by INEC or by any other party to say that PDP complied with the order of Justice S. P. Gan. Mm-hmm. This time around. We have the repeat Congress's report as submitted both by INEC and also by PDP. And we are also saying that the list of candidates 
that contested a primary election was also submitted and tendered in evidence. And the law is, until you are an aspirant, you cannot challenge the Thank conduct you. of a political party. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Barrister Madaki Mensa. Very, very clear analysis there. Gilbert, well, your final word. Um, Kano State is a bit getting heated. You're getting a bit heated up. The Commissioner of Police there, Hussein Gumal, has banned and criminalized, criminalized all protests. Because there is so much desperation regarding, you know, the way the judgment of the tribunal there will go. Politicians have to, you know, I mean, play by the rules. Yeah. Well, thank you very much once again, Barrister Menseh, the senior legislative aide to uh, Senator uh, Dr. Matkon, Simon Matkon. Uh, thank you very much. Well, I this, appreciate it. This is much we'll take on the show. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.